Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world of golf. This week we'll be talking DJ's win in Mexico and that free drop, Rory's great form, Tiger of course, plus we have previews of the Honda Classic, the Oman Open and of course our quiz. Hi guys, Justin Rose here and welcome to the Golf Monthly Clubhouse Podcast. My name's Tom Clark and as ever I'm joined by Elliot Heath. How are you doing Elliot? Very good, thanks Tom. Thanks for having me. No probs? A little bit disappointed because I didn't play golf this week and it was probably the nicest weekend in the last four or five months. Indeed, so how come you didn't play golf? Various things, but I'm buying a flat as you know. You are. So I went to a whole range of shops like B&Q... Furniture for DFS to... to look at flooring and all that. Welcome jazz. to the rest of your life, by the way. So, uh, um, stuff. I also didn't play golf. What did I do? I um, I can't remember. What did, I must have done you something. Cricket, didn't you? Oh no, I had my brother's engagement drinks on Friday. Many congratulations to him and Emma. Looking forward to that. He also asked me to be best man. So, oh, I've got to stop pl- start is, planning for my speech. Is that your first time? It's my first time being a best man. Yes, you're going to love that. Indeed, I have. I have, of course, been married, so I, I do quite like a speech, so I'm quite looking forward to it. So, um, and yes. the stag do? Will you be all Stag do, is, yes, there's a lot of chat about that. So, What are the plans? I don't know yet. I think it might have a bit of golf. Uh, Chris is quite into his golf, so um, yeah, yeah, you know, a bit, a bit of that, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, let's talk, let's talk about some golf, and uh, a review of the WGC Mexico. Dustin Johnson won his... 20th PGA Tour title and his 6th WGC that's the second time he's won in Mexico as well uh, but I know there's something that you really want to chat about Elliot which has really got uh, your your gander up and that is the free drop that DJ got on the 5th hole in his final round in Mexico yep, the, so floor, the floor is yours Elliot <laughs> thank Go you. for it. so I was watching the golf on Sunday the WGC Mexico is one of my favourite tournaments I always thought that McIlroy was going to win. I'd been watching him all week and I thought he looked really good. Mm-hmm. Within three holes, he'd closed the gap to three shots or two shots, something like that. DJ's hit it behind a tree on five and you're like... And when we say behind a tree, you could not have been more behind a tree. No, no. Um, so this is where McIlroy is going to make up at least one shot and get to within two with 13 holes to play or something like that. And then, yeah, just the most ridiculous thing happened. Which was? Come on, explain. He got a free drop from behind the tree because he made a ridiculous stance. So his right foot was on the path that was near the tree when anyone playing that shot would have their feet together with the ball back in their stance. But DJ somehow has taken like a driver stance. He's got the ball at the front of his foot of a wide stance just to chip it out 15 yards. So yeah, he got a free drop, hit the green in regulation, made par, and that completely changed the whole dynamic of the day. Now, the thing I would say on this is, isn't this just very, very good game management and using the rules to your advantage? Not cheating. It's knowing the rules, knowing what you can do, what you can get away with. Because, actually, in this situation, he, he just had a chance to maybe get a ruling where he could get a free drop. He went for it. He, didn't make, he doesn't make the rules. He doesn't make the ruling... All he said is, right, I'm going to play this shot. Mr. Rules official, what's going to happen? 
And the rules official said, oh, you get a free drop if you can do but that. But on the next hole, McElroy was then behind a tree, and rightly, he didn't get a free drop. But there was no path near him, correct? That, yeah, he was, he was on a path. Well, he was claiming there was a path. Uh, but Yeah, I mean, there was, I mean the, the, the path that DJ was near was a cart path, which was concrete. Yeah, and but the rules official was then questioning Rory and saying, why don't you play it this way, or why don't you use this stance, whereas he didn't say that to DJ. So you saying that they, they gave DJ a different ruling because of who he was? Not because who he was, but the rules official should have said to DJ, no, nah, you don't need to stand on that path, mate. Just put your feet... Is he suddenly Australian? <laughs> what, was, what was that accent? No, nah, mate. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I think this game of golf is not like boxing or football where you do whatever it takes to win. It's about conducting yourself in a good manner. But there's, and there's $2 million dollars up for grabs here. There's a huge amount of... Uh, world What's ranking points. DJ's now he's going to go to world number one next week. He's he's more or less level with Justin Rose, number two at the moment. And he ended up winning by five, so he didn't need to do that. Yeah. I'm not going but to call him a cheat. But surely he's just knowing the rules. We have plenty of people. So we've we talked about Ricky Fowler did a did a, uh, a poorly executed drop, did that drop from shoulder height instead of knee height, and then played a shot. So he got penalised. He didn't know the rules or didn't use the rules to his advantages in that case whereas DJ knew the rules said okay I'm, I think I might be able to get away with something here which is in the rules of golf and he did it and he got away with it I, I think he should be you know well, applauded for at least knowing what he can do because there seems no, to be everyone knows he can be do lot, that I don't, well it seems to be a lot of people especially on the Pro Tours don't seem to know any of the rules at the moment that's not all just their fault it's because of the changes everyone knows that if you stand on a cart path you get a free drop so that's why he's done that. I think, like I said, I don't want to call him a cheat, but he was certainly bending the rules. And the bending the rules—that's the thing. I think that's a very good use of that word, bending. There, bending the rules to his advantage, knowing what he can do about it, not breaking them. He's bending them, which in the game of golf and in lots of other sports and games all around the world, you know, things are pushed to their limits. Sometimes they're pushed too far, whether it's the laws or the rules. And um, yeah, I think he should be he should be applauded. No, if somebody did that in a club competition, you would politely tell them to f you, off. You, well, I <laughs> think <laughs> maybe you just wouldn't buy them a drink, perhaps, Elliot. Maybe you're a bit more aggressive. But something I. similar happened to me actually in a club competition, where someone I was playing with hit it in a bush. They couldn't drop it out two club lengths to the right because they're so far in the bush. And then they've somehow gone back in line with the flag but they weren't in line with the flag at all because that was still in the bush and I told him no I don't think you're you're going back in line you need to go back to the tee and he just continued saying no no I'm sure I think this is keeping the flag in line and eventually I said yeah whatever so you actually what you're saying is you just back down but yeah deep you down back- I knew well, you, you should, cheated there mate well you should well in those situations and if it was in the club competition what is your club will have a procedure where you can make a complaint about someone or you can say to them, I don't agree with you and I'm going to inform the uh, playing committee or, who, or the, whoever organises your events about that ruling. But in this situation, the Dustin Johnson one, he had a rules official right there. The rules official told him what he could do if he did something and gave him a ruling. I think we should get on with it. Because at least we knew what was going on it got. It happened. Didn't take too long. Took a little bit of time, but if you look back at say the U.S. Open a couple of years ago when he won, 
when we had that horrendous thing where he was told he was going to be penalised, but then we didn't really know until after the tournament, and that kind of ruined it. Um, at least we knew what was going on, and it was still he still had to then play some good golf because Rory was run his tail, went toe to toe. Rory completely fell off a cliff after that for the next five or six holes. Completely I, ruined I his momentum. Think, well, I don't think I don't think Rory I don't think I don't think Rory himself would say the reason why I didn't win is because that that ruling that DJ got. I don't think no, you are you're right, but still, I think it really affects. I might the, I might make that my ringtone. You, you saying you are right? Because <laughs> it's, it's quite rare. Uh, but yeah, we've had so many comments on social media over the past few days. I want to say it divided our audience, but I would say more people agree with me and say that DJ was completely out of line. That's, that's fine, but I, I just don't agree with it at all. Your your point of view, because actually, it's quite it's really quite clear. You know the rules of golf. You know you can do this or you can you do that, and he's done that. He's been cleared by a rules official. Get on with it. I think there's a lot of chat about changing rules, like this shoulder height one or the knee height one. Perhaps we should change the cart path rule. I, I don't. If you're standing on a cart path. Deal with it. Well, I think there's a lot of people who say just play as it lies. Yeah. If, I, if you find your ball wherever it is, you've got to get on with it. Uh, you can only move your ball off a cart path if the ball is actually on it. Yeah, but, but well, yes, you can move your ball off a cart path, but if you're impeded. So you, you see it all the time with sprinkle heads around the, the greens and stuff like that. And they say, oh, it's, you know, it's a bit, a bit of bad luck if you hit it into a sprinkle head. you just got to get on with it. I'm not sure whether actually people would, would enjoy that, though. And that could... Because sometimes it is a little bit about. Oh, it's rare that you hit it in a sprinkler, but sometimes you'll be behind it, and then you have to move your ball instead of chip over it. Yeah. Anyway. So you, you, do you rambling. think we should just play the ball as it lies? <laughs> in this instance, if you're no, I don't, I'm, not about, path, I'm not talking about this instance. I'm talking about the, the rules of golf. We should just say wherever you find your ball, you got to get on with it. If you hit it behind one of the massive grandstands, okay, it wouldn't be there usually. Blah blah blah. But you just got to get on with it. You hit it behind the grandstand, get on with it. No, I don't agree with that. Okay, I think you. Yeah, I think you need to get your point clearer. It's clear. I, I'm not sure it is because one thing you're saying, oh, you know, oh, the cart path's there. Why is the cart path there? To maybe help pace play, to help people get around the course. I don't know. Mm. I did think pace of play was good this week, though. Oh I'll well, be honest. Well, we're not is... moaning about that. No. No. Do we need to talk about how far they hit some of the golf balls? Yeah, it was impressive. There was one hole that was 630 yards and they went through the back with driver 8 iron. Yeah. It was in far, obviously there was altitude and um, I mean, the, Rory was hitting par 4, 320 yard par 4s of an iron. Uh, DJ's hitting his drivers over 400 yards. But a lot of them were, weren't they? Yeah, lots of people say that DJ just smashes it and that's about it. But that's a really well, tight let, let, let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about DJ. So with this win, he's now won 20 PJ Tour titles. He's uh, the fifth player in the last 50 years to have won 20 PJ Tour titles by the age of 35. So there's not many people who've managed to do what he's done. Six WGCs now, which puts him second on the all-time list behind Tiger. Uh, he's still only got one major, but he's had 12 seasons in a row with a PJ Tour victory. Second winner this year already after the Saudi International, and he will go back to world number one as I mentioned mentioned earlier. What do we? Th- what do you think his legacy is going to be? Yeah, I wanted to ask you this. What oh, you're going to ask me this, be? are you? Okay, come on then. Will Dustin Johnson go down as an all-time great, or will he be remembered as 
the guy that couldn't quite win four or five majors. Well, he still may win four or five majors. Let's face it, he could have he could have won four or five majors by the end of this year. We've got four majors to play for. I'm not sure he's going to He's favourite for the Masters now. Well, yeah, he, of course he is. He's, yeah. he's going to go to, back to world number one, um, and he's playing brilliantly. As I said, he's won twice already. So is he going to go down as an all-time great? Yeah. Because yeah, I think he will as he's well. Won, he's won six WGCs. That you're not going to suddenly get forgotten for doing that. You've won the US Open. You have won that major, and I think he'll win a good couple more majors. I mean, what? Do, what? How many majors? It, being a multiple major winner is is the thing. Getting to, to to two majors, then people really start noticing you. I think. Um, I know there's a couple of people we probably say who've won two majors, but we still don't think are all time greats. But. Um, for me, DJ, fantastic player. Hits it very, you know, not only is he about his power, though he's incredibly powerful, obviously an amazing athlete, but he's also his touch around the green. His real improvement has been his wedge play, as people said. Very decent putter, very solid with with the flat stick, and um, people say I was a bit boring or something like that. Well, actually, he just gets on with it. He doesn't panic, whatever his situation, and he just, just plays the course, and... If he's on form, there are. I think Roy showed how well Roy was playing. That actually he was keeping. I think I know Roy three putted the the last, so he actually shot uh, one more than him than DJ in the final round. But um, there's not many many players who can keep up with DJ if he's playing at his best. No, uh, I remember we spoke about Mickelson and telling our grandchildren about him. Like I, in years and like decades to come, I'll be like, yeah, I remember DJ. He used to smash it miles. Had a great temperament. <laughs> yeah, like really, in this generation, you just I know, but you're just going to talk about if, when you're a grandfather, you're just going to bore your grandchildren just talking about golf, 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 golf. Yeah, true. But in this generation, he's the probably the best driver of the ball we've seen, along with Rory as well. But those two really do stand out. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's definitely. And let's talk about Rory. He, um, four top fives in a row, the first time his PJ Tour career. Um, sixth time he's played in the final group not one shot four under started four back and DJ shot five under in that final round and that was obviously with a three part in the last I'm I'm pretty excited about Rory I'm year. pretty excited too and it, I think the most exciting thing is that he seemed to be finding some form with the putter yeah um, I mean he's, he's driving an iron play always usually pretty pretty decent aren't they but um, his, his putting just seemed to have a bit of confidence with it the Putts were really, really going at some pace, weren't they? So, is it going to be a Rory versus DJ shootout, Augusta? Let's both let's look at the facts here. Rory obviously under pressure to get the Grand Slam. He's got to win Augusta to complete the Grand Slam. I think that's the thing which is really holding him back. With DJ could be going into Augusta again as well, number one. A lot of pressure on him. It's going to be the favourite going into that event as well. Who do you think is going to have the advantage? Or do you think they're both going to play well, or both going to to just not be able to do it again at Augusta? I think Rory should be the favourite. Four top fives in a row. His game looks almost perfect at the moment. I would say, and almost his best. If I could criticise him at all last week, I would say his caddy. He just hits a few strange shots where you think you probably should have played a little bit safer there or something. Like there was one on the first day where he tried to go through some gaps in these trees, made bogey. On the final round, even there was a dog leg left. You carried it over the bunker 290 and hit driver just dead straight too long. 
DJ hit a three wood round the corner, which Rory should have done. Like he hit a great drive, but it ended up leaving him. I think he made a bogey. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with his game at the moment. He just needs to play smart and plot his way around the golf courses. Yeah, I mean, I just want Roy to be up there again on the, on the Sunday, Augusta. I think he just if, if, if there's a few people up there that we we'll want to see, we probably want to see Rory up there. If Tiger's anywhere near there, yeah. then we're all going to get Rose, back. Rose as well as he with a with a, with a our British hat on as well. So um, then all they're all a lot of the best players in the world are really playing well at the moment. We talked about this the last couple of years, but they're all obviously trying to. Um, to get into the best form coming into the majors and um, they, they all seem to be doing it there's not really any players out there who are playing poorly who are in the top no, 10 another player when you talk about the best players in the world right now mm-hmm. I'd put Adam Scott in that bracket because yeah. he seems to be playing his best and like if he's up there at Augusta this year that would be really exciting Absol- as well yeah Adam Scott obviously a former winner um, brilliant for T to green again he's yeah. another one if he if he putts well he's always going to do well you, you expect and um yeah, I think that's a, a good sh- shout. Sergio, again, had seemed to have a better week this week. Didn't didn't break anything, did he? Didn't uh, didn't attack the golf course. Didn't annoy anybody. <laughs> that's not going to be forgot. He's not. I'm not. Well, uh, oh, well, there's no doubt he's not. Interesting, say. actually, talking about controversies like that. Matt Kuchar seemed to get quite a good reception in Mexico, which I didn't think he would. Well, I, th- I, I think as mentioned last year, uh, last week, sorry, on the podcast, Kucha, I think, is a, still a nice guy. People like Kucha. He's affable man. Goes plays the game with a smile on his face. Okay, he's probably been badly advised and handled the whole caddy pace uh, pace scenario poorly. But I think that's done now. The guy's had got his money. Let's get on with it. And I think it, you know, if Kucha goes around with a smile on his face. And he, he's another one. He doesn't he doesn't uh, annoy people on the course. He, play, he doesn't play too slowly. Uh, he plays good attacking golf. He makes can make a lot of birdies, and um, he doesn't smash up the place. You know, he doesn't kick bunkers. He doesn't leave spike marks on the green. Oh, of course, yeah, he had Deshambo's um, yeah. We've antics. had we've had more issues this week with Deshambo being filmed uh, um, attacking a bunker and then. Deliberately attacking a practice green in right behind two presenters. So, did you see the video of him and Bubba Watson in the locker room? I did not. Um, basically, it was Bubba and Ted Scott, his caddy, saying, "How do you test the firmness of the greens?" And they joke, and he went round to Deshambo, and Deshambo made a joke of it and said, "Like you extend your arm like this, and then you just make a little dink in the green with your putter and repair it." And I thought it was quite distasteful, actually, making a joke of smashing up greens. Yeah, he did repair any damage that he did. I think we should say that. Yeah. So even though he's obviously frustrated and taking it out and something, he did then go back and do it. And it wasn't a practice green. Yeah, I know, I know it's distasteful to, because obviously people put hard time and effort to to make the practice greens as good as they can. But why would you smash up a practice green? Well, I think he's just annoyed. He was obviously just frustrated, wasn't he, after after a round of golf? So, okay. Uh, yeah. So he's just finished. We've seen him before, haven't we? We've seen videos of him going mad at the range because at the <laughs> yeah. open, remember? He'd, yeah. When this video suddenly came, when he just didn't seem to be able to hit the ball anywhere, he didn't seem to be almost able to hit the ball. And you think, oh, what's going on here with DeChambeau? Since then, he's won five times. So I think that's just his personality coming out. And we always say we'd rather have someone with a bit of personality. As long as the, the, he doesn't cross the line, you know, that it's better to, to have some personality in golf than anything. Um, someone with a lot of personality 
Tiger Woods played pretty well last week as well, didn't oh, he? Oh, so good. I mean, he couldn't putt, he couldn't drive it, but just the way he, man- <laughs> he managed you just, it. Sorry, you just put those two sentences, he played so well. I mean, he couldn't putt and he couldn't drive it. No, he but still, so well. he finished top 10 in a WGC looking like he just played average. I'm so excited by how he's playing. If he keeps fit, he's definitely going to continue to win on the PGA Tour or even majors. Yeah, so, yeah. so let's, let's talk about that, his, his events this season. He's had a 20th, a 15th and a 10th. Uh, he's only missed two cuts since his comeback last year. I think that's a big, big stat, really. Yeah, he's playing great golf. And he's up to 12th in the world now. Wow, we didn't think that, did we? So... It's incre- it's incredible, and he's he's great to have him in the field. Uh, people, I think we get more spectators around the course, you know, trying to trying to watch him play. I think it's just it's just great for golf, and I don't think I don't want to get too excited about him. I know he's won the Tour Championship, which was amazing, and those scenes on the on the final hole when they the crowds invaded the fairways to see him, and stuff, it was amazing, wasn't it? He got so close at the Open. He was second at the USPGA as well. Yeah. I mean, he's playing very, very good golf. But let's just let's just relax. No, I'm telling you, <laughs> if Tiger Woods turns up to Augusta in form, he's going to win. Okay, you can put your money where your mouth is there. Yeah, I put money on him at the Open last year, didn't I? We did. Yes. That was one of my biggest bets ever. Twenty quid each way. Wow. <laughs> Could have returned seven hundred or something like that. But yeah, he's never seen that golf course before. He had Augusta. Like, I think. Yeah. Uh, sorry, back to Mexico. <laughs> Uh, in round three, he had a stretch where he three putted and four putted in two consecutive holes. Just yeah, he's he's back. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So uh, other things that happened at WEC, Paul Casey's caddy had a bit of an issue. He managed to he managed to download the pin sheets from the Puerto Rico Open, which was happening at the same time instead of the WEC, and they didn't realise that they'd had the wrong yardages until the fourth hole. Um, Casey came on the TV and was actually very good good form about it actually saying he was laughing about it a lot um, but saying that the reason they didn't find out to the fourth hole they played is because they were playing to certain areas of the green they weren't yeah, I found that the interesting pin. so actually they said they didn't really concentrate on a pin until the fourth hole and they said hang on a minute this, that can't be right the green's not even that shape and then they realised that he downloaded it so that was quite funny um, <laughs> yeah, but, Casey, but Casey played well again didn't he Really well, and him, him as well as him and Paul were both third, so two Englishmen up there and playing really well. Two Englishmen, I, I believe Casey's over forty years old, but two Englishmen in the twilights of their careers who we followed. Twi- twilights of their careers, they're over forty in golf. Yeah, yeah. So look at Bernard Langer. All right. Well, these are two guys that we've followed for the last almost two decades. Mm-hmm as two of England's greatest players, along with Justin Rose. And it's great to see them still still playing really well. Yeah, Casey is due a win, isn't he? I know he's defending the Valspar Championship in two or three weeks. Casey seems to be playing very solid golf. Yeah. Which is great to see. Gutted he didn't win the Pebble Beach Pro Am. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he, he wasn't he, good enough there. No, he, well, he had, he had that, that... He just he didn't play well enough in that final round. He, he, he'll know that. But he's playing very, very solid golf. And he just keeps playing like that. He's just going to keep... Com- being up there on the Sundays. Poulter as well, just quietly going along. Just been so solid ever since uh, he thought he'd missed, lost his card. Yeah, you and think ever since how that, low he was then. Yeah, and ever since that, he's, he's obviously had a win. And, and yeah, he's been great. So, really, really good. Um, 
other things but we probably need to mention before we go on to the preview LPGA Tour another rules thing more backstopping issue uh, where a chip on the final green finished a couple of yards behind the, the pin the player who who played the shot said should I go mark it the player about to play their shot said oh no don't worry don't worry and she chipped on and it hit the ball it, it, there's a poor chip wasn't it that she'd played and oh it's quite good well, it was going seven foot past yeah, or something exactly. like that. And it suddenly hit the hit the ball which was there and stopped. So she had a, a lovely tap in for, for par. So do we think that those go, the girls should have been penalised? Yeah, I think the letter of the law... I mean, I don't have the rule on me, but it's on the website if you just Google LPGA Tour backstopping. So it's been Amy Olsen and Aria Chitanagan. Chitanagan was the one who hit, the, hit her chip first next to the hole. So she said to Amy Olsen, like, do you want me to mark it? She said no. And then when Amy Olsen rammed her chip pass and stopped it with her ball, they fist bumped, which looked a little bit dodgy. Um, I, th- I mean, I th- I th- when, when this happened, you, you messaged me straight away saying, I think this is disgusting, they're breaking the rules. And, I, and I, then I watched it and I said, I don't actually think... There's no collusion. So the whole point is if there's collusion between two players to say... Look, I'll leave it there because it help it'll help you out. You know, if something happens later on in the round or whatever, you help me out. I just didn't see that. All no. I saw is because they're both off the green, and I said to you, I think it's just actually them saying, "No, don't worry, we'll keep the pace of play up. Um, we'll just get on with it." Because it would have taken, you know, an, probably an extra minute for the for the market to happen and all that. And I think they just fist pumped because they said, "Oh, <laughs> you know, thanks." Yeah, uh, it's a know, little it's a little bit poor on their part, but from this statement, I I, I so I don't even agree with that. I don't think it's poor at all. I, and I said this example: if it was 150 yards away, not by the green side, and you put it your approach to you know was it a foot? You wouldn't yeah, then sh- you wouldn't say it was what, what do you, how far do you think? It was about two or three foot. Two or three foot, yeah. yeah. So which is very possible for these professional golfers. Um, you wouldn't then say oh. I don't want to be seen to be maybe um, using your ball as a backstop. Can you walk 150 well, from yards? 150 yards? You wouldn't. This was 15 yards. It was a bit... Well, yeah. But it, I don't think there's any difference there. It's still, it still saved a bit of time and gone on with it. And there was a fortunate break for Amy, but I just think that's golf. Yeah, from what Amy Olsen says, she didn't even know what backstopping was she wasn't aware of anything like this and she said that the last couple of days were some of the hardest she had to, she's had to go through this is just oh what well, after, after the yeah she's obviously had allegations that she's been cheating which can't have been good for her but yeah it was just i think a little bit lax from them and she said she'll never ever leave a ball marked yeah, by the which she was again. probably then going to slow the game down again isn't it so but imagine if this happened in a major yeah, but I don't someone won by a shot because their ball stopped when it was actually going to go ten foot past. But then that, this goes back to our previous argument about playing the ball as it is. You get breaks. You know, some people use the rules to their advantage. Some people don't. Um, and if there's no collusion, well, I think you just get on with it. But again, we're talking about the rules of golf. We've had enough of that this year, haven't we? Really. Well, I think people don't seem to enjoy it, so yeah. I don't think it'll stop. Anyway, we're going to move on now. I think we've spoken enough about what's happened in the past week. So before we go on to the previews for the week ahead, Neil Tappin, who's been on the podcast previously, of course, produced a really decent video about 
eight equipment mistakes that people make you know when when purchasing uh, golf equipment and this video has gone absolutely ballistic on our site uh, we had over 80,000 views on it and um, we wanted to put, drop a little bit of audio from from the video uh, into the podcast now and this is about a good bit of advice on how to pick the right fairway wood for you there's no two ways about it. Fairway woods are probably the hardest golf clubs in the bag to get right. You need to be able to use them off the tee, but you also need to be able to use them off the deck. And, you know, it's a long shaft. It's a relatively small head with the ball sitting on the ground. It's, it can be hard to strike your fairway woods consistently well. And that's why players often struggle to find fairway woods that they really like. You'll often find out on tour that if a player finds fairway woods that they really get on with, they are the last golf clubs to change. They might change driver, but they might not change fairway woods in a hurry. Now, the question I have for you is, if you put your three wood in your hands and you had a shot of around about 200 yards into a long par four, it was off a tight lie and there was some trouble up by the green, would you feel confident pulling that three wood and using it? If the answer to that question is no, then there's every chance that your fairway woods might just be another piece of bag furniture so they look pretty in the bag but they never actually come out to play now that's a mistake that you really need to rectify uh, my advice would be think about adding some loft to your fairway woods it's something that i did in my game i added loft to my three wood it plays now more like probably more like a five wood actually uh, so it doesn't go quite so far and there is a bit of a gap between my first fairway wood and my driver however it's a golf club that I feel really comfortable using I don't have to swing it quite so hard to get the ball up and away and if you are someone who struggles with your fairway woods it's something worth considering beyond that what you should definitely do is speak to your local PGA professional go for a fitting but do so telling the, the fitter you really struggle with your fairway woods and you want something that you can rely on and that you can hit consistently if you get it right it's one of those mistakes you'll probably never make again so top advice there from neil you can see the rest of his video if you go to the golf monthly youtube channel or uh if you go to the golf monthly website one of the ones on there without giving too much away is about putters and getting the right putter for you which people really enjoy because it's about finding whether the weights and your putter head are the right for you and for your stroke what kind of uh, what kind of putter are you using at the moment, Elliot? <laughs> I've got a Scotty Cameron Newport 2.5 or something. I don't know if it's toe hang bias or whatever Neil alludes to in the video, which is actually fascinating. Like, I consider myself a golf nerd, and I did learn quite a lot from that video. I've never had my putting stroke looked at. I don't know if I have a an arc or a straight back and through. So that's probably something I should look at <laughs> I know and I think other people well obviously a lot of people have already watched it and really enjoyed it so uh, do, do check it out if you get a moment uh, so we're going to preview the the, the the events now for the the coming week we've got the Honda Classic on the PGA Tour it's the start of a big Florida stretch with the Arnold Palmer Invitational the week after and then it is the Players Championship the unofficial fifth major of course uh, Justin Thomas won last year beat Luke List in a playoff uh, it's at the PJ National, where they've got this lovely stretch of holes called the Bear Trap, which um, always sorts the uh, the best players out. Justin Thomas has said three top threes already in 2019, so he's going to be looking for a good uh, title defence. Uh, also in attendance, Brooks Kupka, first start since Saudi Arabia, Adam Scott and Ricky Fowler's also playing. Also, Patrick Harrington's going to be there, making his first start since being announced as... Ryder Cup captain. So, are you uh, looking forward to the Honda Classic, Elliot? 
Yeah, great event. It's good good to watch golf at that 10 to 11 p.m. Yeah, window so, at night. So, yeah, yeah uh, so it's just a slightly nicer timing for people watching in the UK and Europe. Um, with that, you know, we're back on the East Coast area, aren't we? And some big, reasonably big names. There's a few big names missing, of course, as well. So no, no Justin Rose, no Dustin Johnson. So at the moment, they are almost tied level at the top of the world rankings. And because neither of them playing, DJ's going to go back to number one. Yeah, DJ will be 0.008 average points ahead of Rose. So what happens if Kupka wins? Who knows? He might go up to second in the world, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it's a a really big tournament. You mentioned there Adam Scott and Ricky Fowler and even Justin Thomas. They're the last three winners of the event. So that's, that's pretty good. Obviously, it's a massive stretch coming up now in Florida with the Arnold Palmer Invitational next week, which is where we'll see a lot of big players playing, and then the players after that, where it'll be like a major field. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Tiger skipped this one he announced last week because he played here last year. He's, Tiger's obviously got incredible record at Bay Hill and yeah. um, for the Arnold Palmer, so he's always going to play that. So, uh, yeah. so who am I? T- who am I tipping? GM tips to back came back crashing down to earth last week. My tips were. Oh, sorry to hear that. When I think I had a couple of top twenties. Shambo, I thought was going to really love it over in Mexico. Didn't play particularly well, but never mind. Um, so I'm going for your favourite player, Ricky Fowler. Obviously, won in 2017. Has uh, won already this year. You're going to say so. What are you going to say? Just you think Ricky Fowler is going to win multiple times in the year? I, that's why I'm picking him. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry to go back to last week. What did you make of Phil Mickelson's performance? Phil Mickelson finished level par. Yeah. So uh, 21 uh, shots off the lead. Well, I don't know. Well, I think a lot of people were that though. It was a, well, Phil Mickelson. You're still going to have a go at Phil Mickelson, aren't you? You can't play well every week. And he had a dreadful first round. He was eight over, I think. I think he shot yeah. eighty didn't he, or seventy nine. Something like that. And um, is that his season over now, or no, will he will he come back and no, win again? Do don't think? be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. Okay. But I was saying he actually played quite well the last three rounds to get back to level par. So um, I think yeah, that's I think fine. Everyone's going to have a bad week and. Mexico, when you've got all this altitude and all this stuff going on, then that's going to be the week this could happen. Anyway, we're not talking about Mexico anymore. Talk about the Honda Classic. So Ricky Fowler, as I said, ten what to odds one, you got him at? ten to one. Also, he's quite short. Yes, I think he's second favourite. So um, behind Tom's, I think. So he's, I think he's, only, he's got four top t- top fifteens there in the past as well. So Fowler first up, and then my other one is Cameron Smith. The Australian, so you can get him at twenty-five to one. He's now twenty-fourth in the world. He hasn't missed a cut since the U.S. Open last year. Uh, sixth last week. I just think he's playing really decent golf, and he's probably someone who's going to come on the radar. Probably should be slightly shorter odds uh, than the twenty-five to one he is. So yeah, Cam Smith. There you go. weren't expecting that one, were you? No, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, well, we'll, see. we'll find out. We'll find out, won't we? But for the rest of my betting tips for uh, the Honda Classic, do go to the Golf Monthly website or Google Golf Betting Tips, and we'll be at the top of the Google search, I'm sure. So, also, we're, uh, the European Tour have an event this week, the Oman Open. Probably the start of not the strongest events on the European Tour over the next few uh, weeks, but it's probably not surprising with how strong the events are over in America. Uh, Lauten won the inaugural Oman Open last year um, and also comes into the event having finished top 10 last week in Mexico. Um, thoughts on this week? It's a beautiful course. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty decent field, actually. When I saw the O-Man open, I thought it'd be quite weak. Which so I'd... Thomas Peters is also playing? Yeah, uh, Brandon Stone, yep. fav- one of my favourites. Um, Chris Wood, last year's runner-up. Thomas Bjorn, people like that. Yeah, should be good. It's a, Like I said, it's a beautiful course. <laughs> Lovely, uh, well, tough finishing hole with the water on the right. Yeah, and, and two, so two, two of my picks, uh, two quite big names who we haven't mentioned who are also in the field. Paul Dunn, 33-1, to 1, which I thought was very long odds actually for him. So he finished third in his last event over in the Super 6 in Perth. And I think Paul Dunn is, I think he should be shorter odds than that. I think he's a very solid player, good, really good ball striker. So uh, I think I think he could, you know, that's a decent shout at 33-1. to 1. And then also Andy Sullivan. Oh, Remember Andy right. Sullivan? Yeah. Good player. 40 to 1, he is. What's his form like at the moment? Not bad, not bad. He had a pretty decent spell um, in the desert swing at the start of the year as well. So uh, he also played there last year, finished 16th. So, you know, he's got a bit of course knowledge. So a couple of tips there for the Omen Open. Again, for the rest of those betting tips, do uh, go to the Golf Monthly website or Google Golf Betting Tips and you'll find us. Um, so straight away moving on from that it is time for the dreaded quiz uh, Elliot leads 4-3 I've won the last two weeks and cut the cut the gap and he's looking a bit depressed however I've had a very long weekend so I'm not sure if I'm mentally in I have had no intel from Sam this week on the questions I heard a rumour I've heard a rumour that you were trying to get some Get some insider info from Sam. Sam's such a snake. <laughs> Is that not true? No, I every week I just joke about questions like, oh, Sam, you should ask something about this or something about this. Oh, interesting. Okay, so we'll have to... If you suddenly get 10 out of 10 this week, it's going to look a bit, look a bit dodgy, isn't it? Just setting you up for a fall, hopefully. Anyway, so, are you ready? Yes, I really want to win this. Okay, do play along at home, as ever. So, question one, here we go. Dustin Johnson won both the Saudi International and the WGC Mexico Championship in February, but in which tournament did he post a higher score? So I assume that's the most under par. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to think what he did. Okay. Well, he's got a 50-50 chance, at least, with that one. Yep. Number two, Roy McIlroy has had four top five finishes in 2019... What is his current world golf ranking? I, th- I know that. Oh, do you? He's um, okay. He's just gone up this week. Well, yeah, he would have done even second in the WC. Yeah. I think. Covering your answers there, Tom. Well, well yes, I don't trust you. <laughs> so, you. <laughs> <laughs> Question three: Martin Trainer won the 2019 Puerto Rico Open for his first ever PGA Tour win over the weekend. How many years exemption to the PJ Tour does he earn with the win? Well, I uh, I have no idea. I'm going to... Good question. I, well, is it? I've picked a number. I don't know. That's a complete I'll guess. I'll guess that one as well. Um, question four. Which golfer currently leads the PJ Tour for driving distance? Clue, it's not Cameron Champ. I, I'm just going to guess. Christ. Uh, that's that could be anybody. Uh, question five: Which of these three golfers? It's another multiple choice. That's nice. Has had the most PGA Tour wins: Rose, Justin Rose, Jordan Spieth, or Bubba Watson? Uh, that's another guess. 
I am a I've had a bit of luck with my guesses the last few weeks. I'm a bit worried that this is I think you've guessed the right one. I just How do you know that? You I don't know, I can just tell. I think I know the answer and I bet you've gone for the same. Okay. Question six <laughs> This is gonna be another guess. How many Spaniards are in the world's top fifty right now? Wow. How many Spaniards are I think of any Spanish golfers? I think of a couple. Mm, okay. Question seven. Which four-time American Ryder Cup player had his first ever win on the PJ Tour way back in the 2002 Honda Classic? Another clue, thankfully, he's never won a major. So, which four-time American wow. Ryder Cup player has had his first ever win on the PJ Tour way back in 2002 at the Honda Classic? Clue's never won a major. I thought of someone. I thought of someone. I've gone for a guess there. I thought of someone. Well, oh, I'm, oh, yeah, I think I might be right. I've, I bet we wrote down the same thing for that. Well, well. Okay, it was the right answer. Uh, question eight. Who did Justin Thomas beat in a playoff in last year's Honda Classic? We just said this. Oh, I knew I shouldn't have included <laughs> that in the notes. I, I actually knew that already because I did my betting tips. Uh, I've written his surname first by accident, so I've gone surname, forename. Okay, okay. all right. Question nine. True or false, another 50-50. Tiger Woods has never won the Honda Classic. True or false? I think I know that. And question 10. I know this one because we just said it. Uh, Who won last year's NBO Oman Open? Good quiz there, Sam. Well, you've given me some chance to get some uh, That was tougher than usual. Right, so, question one. Dustin Johnson won both of Saudi International and the WGC Mexico Championship in February, but in which tournament did he post a higher score? I said Saudi. I said Saudi too. And the answer is Mexico. Oh. <laughs> That's a good start. Uh, question two. Rory McIlroy has had four top five finishes in 2019 tournaments. What is his current world golf ranking? I said sixth. I said sixth as well. Did you? Yeah. Answer sixth. Whee, come on. Uh, question three. Martin Trainer won the 2019 Puerto Rico Open for the first ever PJ Tour win over the weekend. How many years exemption on the PJ Tour does he earn with that win? I said two years. I said two years as well. Oh. Two years. We know, we, God, we know golf, don't we? Yeah. It's a bit boring, that. I nearly put one, but I put two. I changed it. Question four. Which golfer currently leads the PJ Tour for driver distance? I had no idea. I put Rory McIlroy. <laughs> I put Rory McIlroy as well, which I'm sure is wrong. But this is getting a I'm bit sure weird. A Are you, were you actually copying my answer? No. Wow, I would never have got that. Ben Ann. Really? I would have never got that. That's in a, a tough question. million man. years. Fair play to him. Question five. Which of these three golfers had the most PJ Tour wins? Rose, Spieth or Watson? I said Watson. I said Bubba as well. The answer is Bubba. Bubba with 12, Rose has 10, Spieth has 11. Get in there. Quite happy with that. Oh, this one. How many Spaniards are in the world's top 50 right now? I said three. Oh, I said three as well. Ram, Cabrera, Bayo, oh, you... Garcia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you know what? I, was, I, I, could, I forgot about John Rahm. In my head, I was just thinking Garcia and Rafa. I was thinking, oh, there must be another one in there. So I just... Three. Seven. Uh, which four-time American Ryder Cup player has 
had his first ever win on the PJ Tour way back in the 2002 Honda Classic. He's never won a major. Up at Kucha. Up at Kucha as well. I think that's right. It is Kucha. Oh. Eight. Who did Justin Thomas beat in a playoff in last year's Honda Classic? Is Luke List. Yeah. True or false? This could be the decider then. Ooh. Okay. True or false? Tiger Woods has never won the Honda Classic. I've put true. I've put false. It's true. Oh. He's never won it. Well, I've lost the quiz this week again. <laughs> <laughs> and who won the last year's O-Man Open? Usual Alton. So I've got eight out of ten. I've got seven out of ten. <laughs> it's an equaliser. Oh. oh, a few guesses. A few things which didn't go right. But wow, Elliot, you can't be happy with that. Oh, silence. <laughs> Four all. He's gone, mentally gone again. It's like you've... you've four, four one up. Four one, four, four up at the turn and suddenly all square. Who'd have thought it? Yeah. Well, I hope you guys did did well. I'm sure... I reckon there's a few people who have got 10 out of 10 there. And a few, yeah, got, possibly. A few tricky ones, but if you did, let us know. Um, and you can let us know by um, chatting to us on our social media. Go to Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook, at Golf Monthly on Twitter, at Golf Monthly on Instagram. Um... If you want to email us, how about that? Golfmonthly at ti-media.com Or, of course, you can go to our website, golf-monthly.co.uk um, And don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast. You'll hopefully listen to us on one of your podcast providers. Um, make sure you subscribe. And if you're listening on iTunes, please do rate and review us. We were getting quite high up the sport charts the other week. I haven't looked this week. Have you looked? I think we've majorly fallen out. But oh, yeah, if you can leave us reviews. Nothing like a bit of positivity there. Rate right? us five stars. Uh, get us That'd be back great. We'll, um, we'll give you, a, I don't know, a thumbs up or something. But um, next week, we will be back to see who won the Honda Classic and the Oman Open and also previewing the Arnold Palmer Invitational and the Qatar Masters. Until then, Elliot, thanks very much for thanks. another great week. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Well and, done for winning the quiz. Oh, three in a row, hat trick. It's a turkey. If I was temping bowling, wouldn't we? No? I don't know. Oh, I'm confused. Never mind. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, speak again next week. Bye-bye.